so, this is episode 23 of the Radio Rain Podcast for NerdBrokers.com. Because everybody silenced their cell phones. That's a strong <laughs> opening. <laughs> yes, Facebook is totally fine. Facebook's allowed. This is a social interactive podcast. I'll manage the, the Yeah, you manage the Facebook page while we're... I don't understand. Our, our Twitter wall is right over there. You just yeah, can't, it's you digital. Can't, we built a big digital you Twitter wall. can't see wall. it on the, uh, on the feed, so... Don't break the feed. Um, so, hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right today. How are you doing? This is a busy week, man. Yeah. 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 I had one of those weeks, too. It was crazy. Uh, wish I could say the same. My boss had a baby <laughs> this week, so I've been doing... Nothing. Really? Yeah. Awesome. That's excellent. Pretty sure. Pretty sure? Pretty true. Oh, pretty no, true. No, I'm positive that he had a baby. I was oh, there. Okay. I watched. What, no, I'm kidding. Watched. I wasn't there. I was going to say, you're pretty close weird. with your boss. No. <laughs> um, hey, Matt, you want to come see birth? <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's been relaxed. I mean, me and me and the guys at work have been getting the stuff done. and Cool. That's awesome. You know. I find out tomorrow if I have my job or not. I have my my weekly or my yearly. Review. I'm pretty sure we're going to renew your contract. Thank you, thank you guys <laughs> yeah. for keeping me on. I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> my other job. <laughs> we're just working out the final details. Where I make about the same amount of money <laughs> oh, as I do it. Anyway. Oh, nine cents. Yes. <laughs> hey, nine cents. It's above nine cents, right? Yes. Twelve. Yes. Um, well, that's that's exciting. I think they're going to keep you. I'll be honest. I yeah, don't think you, you have vote of confidence. too much to worry. about. I told my coworkers today that if I do get fired, I'm going to pull a Ferris Bueller and like storm the school news and tell my story. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll roam the earth as a nomad and like, spread, spread my seed like Genghis Khan. <laughs> and like I have <laughs> last week. Indeed. So what about you guys? What have you been doing, Scott? <laughs> Other than working a lot. Uh, I put up a couple of um, of our older podcasts this week, and I saw that. I've established an excellent workflow to accomplish that, and that's that in the room that I uh, edit the podcasts, I have like an old PS2 hooked up to the TV in the in the den, so I just play God of War now, because like a... Uh, this the, I, this guy that I used to work with, uh, <laughs> when he like, I love how God of War is part of workflow. Yeah. So then, well, this guy like, nothing to do with God of War. Nothing to do with editing the podcast. Yeah. When, yeah. When this guy when this guy moved out of this um, office and he graduated, he's like, I have a PS2 and some games. Do you want it? And I was like, Sure. And I just like opened up the box and I was like, Oh, God of War. I don't think I've ever played through that one before. Yeah. So is it a slim one? Uh, no, it's just like a fat one with a um, like a modem on the back. So it's like the network kit. Sweet. Hey, man, it works. You know, like how how far? He's gonna you play some SoCom one. Yeah, I'm playing just God of War Killzone, one. <laughs> I, I do have the first kill zone as well. That, dude, the yeah. first God of War is brutally hard. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. I, can't, I can't get past one part of it. I got first to, kill zone was good. I, I liked it. I, it was ambitious. I inherited yeah. that and uh, Tekken Tag and uh, Tekken Tag. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, <laughs> I think I might have some PS2 stuff that's actually pretty I still have weird. your Ring of Red. Ring of Red's a great PS2. That's actually a game that you need to play. It's all about it's strategy. a woman. Don't. Just leave it alone. <laughs> just, you're you're going to go too far. The pilot's a mech. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, it's like alternate history World War II with walkers instead yeah, of tanks. That's yeah, which is true. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was going somewhere else, but that is that is true. What he said so far. They're called Wanders. Ring of Ring of Red was was 
phenomenal. Yeah, the turn-based yes, grid battles. That's cool. Really, really good. I Max. always wanted them to make it. Uh, uh, like Is it like front, front, front mission? I totally forgot about that game. Yeah, it's like front mission. I totally forgot about that game. Didn't make good. I that was a great game. It got too hard near the end. Yeah, same here. And then I sold my PS2. I don't remember if I ever beat it or not. I was also tempted to drop like some serious coin on... Shadow of the Colossus and Ico until actually uh-huh. you saved me on that one the, because the like the, HD, the, 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 HD, the day yeah. before I yeah. did it it was like you sent me a post that they're gonna make them both on one disc in HD and I was like okay cool they're postponed now I just read it a that's part. okay I, yeah. I'll wait I mean because to buy them on eBay now would, they're both like you know forty to sixty bucks yeah, each, yeah. so oh wow we games that I always meant to play but never got to Mike yeah. was in here for the yeah. first time in ages so that's the haps I'm gonna try try to get another podcast up before the end of the week. Cool. So that would be 18, 18 I think. One. Yeah. He's got to refresh that Dare Do We should be caught up in no time. How about you, Derek? What about me? What'd you do this week? Play video games. What'd you play? <laughs> uh, I've been playing Just Cause 2. Alright. So and the Gears of War 3 beta. We talked a little bit about Just Cause 2 <laughs> offline, but um, like that IRL. is... IRL, yeah. But that's one of those games like in the series of like Mercenaries or The Saboteur or like how does it stack up to those kinds of like rampant destruction kind of games where you're supposed to like flatten all the buildings and blow up all the, the tanks and all that. I, I would put I thought it was totally destructible but not the point. No. Or like Red it's Faction. Not, it's not totally destructible, which is kind of been like Oh really? Because that's what it was kinda of sold to me as it's, in marketing. Well, you have the like the the chaos that you create, mm-hmm. which is a term for destroying all of the military's hardware. I guess there's, there's like specific buildings that you blow it up. It's kind of like red faction. It's open world, though, right? It is. Okay. Yes, and, yeah. and from the start, it's open, so you don't need to unlock areas, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I spent like maybe two hours just flying airplanes around yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome. So that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, ironic. <laughs> Are you just missing it? You're like, I'm just gonna get in a fucking video game yeah. and fly some planes. Yeah, yeah. I know. I play teaching games. All the <laughs> yeah. Time. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna I get on and I design when, websites. Yeah. When you have a when job, you, it's like playing video games. It's uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Except for you only have one life in the real yeah. in the real version. Yeah, it's true. You so can't. And, and I'm like, just cause you can't just leap out and use your grappling hook and yeah, the plane crash. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's I, I would say it's a little behind Mercenaries. I think Mercenaries the gameplay is more refined. Really? I, I mean, I really dude, Mercenaries. Mer- mercenaries Two refined. was awesome because oh, like because of the helicopter fighting. I thought was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Love that. The, the, the thing that I do like about Just Cause Two is the vehicles. Cool. Is, there's 104 different vehicles in the game. Wow. A lot of them are just variations. Any like, sort of multiplayer? Nope. Yeah, that mercenaries had that. And yeah. as much as I loved loved the saboteur, like I wish I could have flown in something, like stolen yeah. a zeppelin or whatever. You know, I, see, I never beat the saboteur. I kind of, you know, what happened? I, I played that. I see the week before Red Dead came out, and then I played oh, Red Dead, and I was like, "You're done." Holy crap! I felt like I was playing two different generations of games. Mm-hmm. So I just, I never went back to saboteur. Yeah, yeah. but. I liked the saboteur. I mean, I played through the entire game and yeah. killed it. But I mean, I don't know. There's something I didn't like about it. Yeah. Like it was, it was too hard to get around this this city. Like I found that a lot of the times I was just walking across the tops of buildings, as opposed to like flying a helicopter across the map to get to where I wanted to go. Yeah, that's. There's a, the driving physics are a little weird in Just Cause too. Yeah, and it's just like oh. super super sensitive. You feel like you're on ice all the time. Mm. And it's really annoying when you start driving off road. If you're in like a sports car, you automatically like, well, all the wheels are going. Flips over, like Casino Royale style. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, that's like one of those titles now <laughs> that I think even new is about twenty dollars. Yeah, just cause. So it's like it, you know, it's a great budget title. It got pretty solid scores. So it's twenty dollars fun for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, awesome. It was a temporary price drop at a local retailer. So. Ah, okay. A local retailer? Yes. Nationwide retailer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one that has a circle as an Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> you might want to aim at. <laughs> so I picked up, since we talked last, I picked up New Vegas, and I've been playing that. Cool. Has it been buggy for you? No, actually. I haven't I haven't played a ton. I mean, I've only played probably... Have you played more like than five two hours? hours? Yeah, yeah. No, I've there, played about you, five hours or so. Were there like a bunch of updates like when you first... Um, like, there was updates, but like title updates. Nothing I, noticed. Oh, okay. I think they um, patched it. When I did the Dead Money DLC, the, it seemed to be better. So. The quick travel system is so much better. Oh my god! When everybody talked about it, I was always like, "What was the big deal?" Because the quick travel never really annoyed me in the old game. It just wasn't convenient. It was like you you could probably get to where you're going faster than using the subway or whatever every yeah. time. And now that I just like hit a menu button, and then travel to the other city that I want to go to. Couldn't you quick travel was, in Fallout 3? Yeah, like, to, to no, landmarks? It was the yeah. subway, wasn't it? No, you could, no, you could, there was a quick you could teleport to landmarks. Like, yeah, if you, if you place that you had discovered. I yeah. think you guys are mixing. I, Positive. Pretty I'm sure. Never I'm played. 99% sure. You had to go through the subway every time you quick traveled. No. I don't remember. No, I think you did. Yes, you did. We are Googling this right now. Uh-oh. I do not remember. Music, um, but anyways, regardless, the game I like it. I'm having fun in it. I like the setting. The weapon mods are great. It's good. Yeah, I, I really, really. Enjoy I think that's New a Vegas. good addition to it. Uh, I think you, myself, and Micah were playing at the same time. We all and, had completely different. Experiences. And Micah would call me and like tell me stories of, of New Vegas, like as I was playing New Vegas. <laughs> and then I went over the hill, and there was a rat scorpion, <laughs> and I shot him, and he died. And then my companion... No, but no, he, he played, played on hardcore, and his companions kept dying. So it was like two weeks of Micah complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I play on hardcore? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> so you could get the special Scott prize. was correct. Ooh, fast <laughs> travel. Whatever. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm done with this friend. podcast It's not a competition, already. man. I'm done with this podcast already. It's not a competition. I've already, I've already, oh. I've already canceled this podcast. <laughs> and we have a guest. We have a guest in here. So yeah, um, other than that, like in terms of gameplay this week, uh, I haven't really played much except for the Gears beta. I'm still plugging away at that. I didn't um, get my email. Pre-ordered two days ago. Still no email from them. For Gears beta? Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. pre-ordered online? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's weird. I would definitely... Um, did you pre-order what company? The one with the circle logo? Oh, uh, okay. The one with the circle logo that we that we may not speak of. Um, but yeah, the three of us played together. I don't know how it works. Really right. And Scott chainsawed yeah, me at GameStop. Yeah, I, Scott lanced me. I'm not good at that circle. game. Like you, you did pretty good, man. I haven't. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't. What are you thinking of? The one that you would aim at. Yeah. Oh, target. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, GameStop has a circle. They do. Right. So the, the, don't they both pronounce the O? Go ahead. You're talking about so, yeah. completely <laughs> unimportant. I, I, I don't know why everybody paused for that. I wasn't very good at the game, and I think. What I learned from playing with you guys is that uh, you don't need to use the cover system. Well, yeah. You know, like, I guess a lot of people don't. It's mm-hmm. more like rolling and shooting, sort of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, I, it's more about being a hard target than... Yeah, because mm. for the first couple of rounds, I would always get that ribbon that was like, spent the most time in cover, and mm-hmm. I was always the last person oh, nice. on the deathmatch team. Yeah. Like, because I was just hiding the whole time, apparently, so... Yeah, it is, it's a, I mean, I still use cover, 
um, just because it's easy to like blind fire from it. And, like, right. I, I get a lot of kills that way because mm-hmm. people try and like flank you, and you can just blind fire over your shoulder and, and mow them down. But um, it's it's pretty good. Like I, I'm enjoying it. I enjoy actually playing with like with you guys and, and and Aaron and actually having like a full squad. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, or almost full squad. So I'm, I'm into it. I, I mean, I st- I'd like to play some more. I just need to, like, find a better strategy than what... Than playing... Trying to play, like, Gears of War single-player style, campaign yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, It doesn't work. <laughs> I'd like to play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you get it before May 12th, or May 15th, yeah. rather. Because that would be sad if it doesn't come to It'll you. probably come then. And right, May 15th, like, here yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Here's that beta you've been waiting for. All right, so our news. Actually, Scott... Um, you did a report this week on Nintendo hardware sales. Yeah. Because uh, I, I sent you a, a text message. Um, I was like, hey, Scott, you should do something about the new Nintendo system. Cause yeah. Because I, I kind of wanted to, but I knew like you're like so much more of a Nintendo guy. Yeah. And I didn't want to be like, I'm going to write a shitty article about <laughs> Nintendo, whereas you would write an excellent article about Nintendo. So um, you did a lot of Nintendo research, I feel, this week. Yeah, I did two... two um articles about Nintendo this week. One was about what could potentially be the new controller for the new Wii, which is rumored to possibly have like a touch screen inside of it. Yeah. Which Yeah, we talked about that last week a little bit. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising considering like the Game Boy Advance like link cable stuff and like mm-hmm. the 3DS, like I would I was never had, would have been surprised if like even the DS Lite had some sort of like integration with the Wii, but it never did. So uh-huh. um but the other news was that um Nintendo I guess came out and said that the 3DS hardware sales are down, and I guess my immediate reaction to that was like, "Yeah, no shit." You know, there's like, my 3DS has been sitting on the charger for two weeks now. Yeah, and like I haven't taken it off the it's not charger. Bad for the battery? Huh? Oh, it's probably it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've turned the system off since I turned it on. You know, I just leave it on the charger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's. There's no games to play, like, right. and by games, what I what I said in the article, what I'll say here is like, I'm talking about like new experiences, like maybe Street Fighter Four is an awesome 3DS game, but you can play that somewhere else, you know. Like I've already played Ocarina of Time, like I don't, I'm not gonna play it again yeah. on the 3DS. Right. And a lot of the other launch titles are just like ports of like other games or like incomplete, kind of like, hey, we're just throwing a title out there to, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I like, I, you know, I that was the one thing in reply to your, uh, to one of your posts. I was like, yeah, like the, the problem is like everyone's like waiting with waiting with bated breath for the Zelda title, but it's a, dude, it's an N sixty four game. And that what was that like two thousand three yeah. or something? I mean, it was and then even, they, and like, they, it was ancient. It was even reissued in like a higher res version on the GameCube too. Yeah. Remember that that disc version uh-huh. with all the different like difficulty levels yeah, or yeah. whatever. So yeah, I remember that. I mean, like, that's kind of not acceptable at this point, you know, like... Yeah, I agree. It, it almost feels that, to me, that feels like a money grab. Like, I understand re- releasing HD titles, but, like, having that sort of be um, the one big game that's coming out this year, that and, like, Icarus, which I don't, you know, like, yeah. some people are excited for, but... Yeah, but at least that's a new, yeah. that's a new thing. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. get that. It's a new sometimes. old thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's a new game like, yeah. in the series, but they're going to release, like, the Star Fox 64 again, like, yeah. seriously, like, what, uh, you know, like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, like, like, save that kind of stuff for the, for, like, the download store, like, don't make me buy that on a cartridge. No, I totally agree. But they can't charge you $40 Yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, and that's the problem, but. And why not? 
I mean, I can't. I guess you could, but mentally, I think it's unacceptable. There's sixty dollars games on Xbox Live. Yeah, but those are sixty dollars full-on games, and that are released in hard form. It's just you have the choice to buy it digitally. I think it's a different thing on Nintendo. I don't think they. I don't think Nintendo can release a handheld and charge forty dollars for a game. People are going to be like. Oh, okay. You know, the discussion we were having earlier, yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll take this handheld and go buy my 99-cent game and leave you in the dust. I don't really give a shit. So. I'm not behind mobile gaming. BTW. <laughs> Other discussion. Maybe, um, maybe we'll open-thread that one. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, put out a Mario game and, like, have an AR component where, like, Mario runs around on my desk and, like, a pipe comes out of my desk and he jumps in it and it does something in Super Mario something Galaxy. Something, like, truly innovative, you know? Yeah, I mean, like... Obviously, the hardware is so, like, does a lot of stuff. But I was just going to say, do you think the hardware is capable of that much? Yeah. I mean, but the only... Really? But the only people that are going to be able to implement it well are is going to be Nintendo. It's Nintendo, yeah. No other... No, nobody wants to program it for right now, because it hasn't proven itself as an actual, like, lucrative... Well, but, I mean, I would argue that, that the same thing could have been said about, like, the Kinect. You know, like, oh, well, the only people who are going to make games for are Xbox, and they're all going to be throwaway games. But then the thing sold, like... 15 million copies. But there still the aren't any week. like yeah. hardcore games on the Connect. No, no. But that's because the developers didn't get behind it until the thing sold. They were yeah. like, we're going to, I'm not, why would they spend money on getting people, hiring the staff, building yeah. the game, right. and then having only like, oh, well, only a million units sold, so we're going to have to hope that we can make our money back in yeah, on so, one million. So games. pretty much the burden lies on Nintendo to put out a game that makes people excited about the system. Right. And I don't think that's going to happen with like. I guess I'm just saying that I don't think the tech. Like, if we're comparing new tech, which both of these are, like mm-hmm. the Kinect and the 3DS, I don't think the Kinect, I don't think the 3DS's tech was mind-blowing enough, even though it did blow all of our minds when you yeah. look at it, I mean, it's crazy, but, like, I don't think it's mind-blowing enough. I don't think, like, we've all argued that 3D has changed anything enough. I'm not impressed with 3D that people anything, That people know? are going to go out and buy this thing <laughs> in Mastro's, where the Kinect came out and people were like, what the fuck, like, I could control it with my hands and yeah. talk to it. Yeah. And it really did, while it may not have changed gaming... It changed interacting with your Xbox. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just think, like, developers, these developers to make these games that we all want for it aren't going to get behind it if it doesn't sell. Yeah. And if it's already lagging in sales and it's, what, a month and a half yeah. now? I mean, that's bad. I think, uh, that's a really bad sign. I think the mistake was naming it 3DS. I totally agree. I, I think it should have been called, like, point. Nintendo, like, H- Dolphin. HDS or something. You know, like... Dolphin. Or whatever. Like, I think they should have dropped the DS entirely and just made a brand new. This is our new handheld system, and instead it looks like it's just another. It's got like a they HD put out, screen. They put out like, way too many DS systems for it to be like. Yeah. Here's our fifth one. You know, like I could, buy this one now. It's I a could, 3DS. I couldn't imagine a kid that like carries his system around all the time. Like when the mom, you know, like when you see the kids with the parents, you know, and they're kind of like buried in the system. I can't imagine the kid. Being able to convince the parent, like, yeah. I need another thing that does this. I think the only thing that helped that was when the retailers got <laughs> yeah. behind it and said that, oh, you bring in your old DS and we'll give you, you know, 50 to $100 off for Sure, it. and maybe that's why, like, so, like, you know, like I said, the people that bought the system were probably, like, the people that were excited, like me, yeah. like hardcore Nintendo fans that, like, and then people that had a, a, a console to trade in, and then once all that dried up, like... There's no other reason to get it. I mean, it's yeah. just too. We it's the point we made originally. It's two fifty is is a lot of money yeah, to throw is, down on a handheld. Really, really high price for that for that system. And there's right now, like I said, no browser. I hope no Sony. Store. I hope the NGP's yeah. taking notes right now and going like, mm-hmm. this thing may be awesome, but two hundred fifty dollars. The problem is like you you know right now if you have a a, a really solid phone. There's a lot of like I'm not a huge fan of mobile like mobile gaming like you know iPhone gaming. 
but there's like crazy stuff you can get. That's actually games that are really fun and to, really detailed. Yeah, like to, something to like fill the void five, away six, from seven dollars, whereas a, a you know three DS title is forty or fifty dollars. Like I said before, man, that uh, fucking Dead Space on the iPhone is pretty good, pretty impressive. Well, and that's it. and that's what I was. I mean, not to get. I mean, I, I guess it's hard to not get into the mobile gaming argument. Essentially, I mean, seriously, is that the difference being that I know what phone you have, and I know what phone he has, and when you make an argument against mobile gaming and you don't have a iPhone, unfortunately, or a top-notch Android phone, they just don't pull games out like the other ones do. It's not. It's not. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to break your, you know, break your balls over it. But it is just not a top-notch Android phone. Um, but it, it's just a different. I mean, I didn't have one until my the last one I had that I hacked Android on. One the last time when I updated it with Gingerbread, it started doing better. But then when I got this phone, it's like I can play anything on this thing. It's smooth as butter. There's no problems with it. And there's developers actually making some decent games for it. And then if you look at the iPhone, there's developers making unbelievable games for it. Like that in, that Infinite Sword or whatever. What is it called, Ash? The Infinite wow. Infinity, Infinity Blade. Blade. Yeah. That's a freaking really gorgeous game that's actually fun to play. You know the like, guys that made Shadow Complex made that? Yeah. Oh, well, it's impressive. a branch of Epic, isn't it? Isn't that who? Yeah, it's yeah. two brothers. Yeah. I'm just saying that I, I think... I think that um, that it's uh, it's less of an argument that it, that it's shitty on mobile phones, and more of an argument as what platform are you playing it on your yeah. mobile phone? Because if you're on an older mobile I never phone, I said it was shitty. I just said I'm not into it. Well, why wouldn't you be into it? If it was I'm awesome, why would you not be into it? I'm just I don't know. I, I don't, unless my <laughs> it's phone amazing, has, but I unless hate it. my phone has a screen this big, I don't really. Well, that's mobile <laughs> gaming in general. I wear glasses. Yeah. I don't want my eyes but to But that's worse. that's the main. That's like not an argument against phone gaming. That's an argument. I mean, that's the same argument against the DS and the same argument against the PSP. That's why I sold my PSP. Sure. Yeah. Because it was ended up being easier for me to take my PS2 with me on the road. And hook that up every night instead of. When you say on the road, you mean on the skies, right? Yes, yeah, on the skies. <laughs> Please say on the skies from now. Okay. No more on the road. On the skies. Well, yeah, I mean, like we, you know, we we argue a lot about the whole mobile gaming thing, and it, it it's a really solid argument because I mean I think all of us were really wanting the 3ds to be better than it's been, but it is really just about who can program on mm-hmm. the system and make something truly awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, doesn't that take about two or three years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From I mean the game the developer standpoint. And I mean Nintendo's not known for trashing things immediately even mm-hmm. if the sales aren't doing good. So you know, I'm sure this thing will stick around. Um it's just it's just it's a bad sign when they're announcing that there's poor sales it's already. Little, it's just a little disappointing. Yeah. You know, and like wh- whether it sells like well or not, like I don't really care. Like I just want to play some fun games, and like right now I don't have that. And, like that's the bummer. Part, right, you know? but but I mean it's 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 such a catch twenty two. Like I said, because the reason you had fun games on the Wii, you know, was because it sold a billion. Yeah, that's true. Copies of it. Yeah, I mean, like if the three DS sold like crazy right now, developers would be lining up to make games for that thing. It's just mm-hmm. it didn't, and developers are going like, well, we're not going to invest any money in that. Yeah. Yeah. Only time will tell. Yep. Indeed. So what's next? I'm spitting my ice into the cup because I couldn't do it fast enough. Um, the big news, I mean, this is all over uh, the place, and this yeah. is like we're probably one of a thousand podcasts that are going to talk about this for a few minutes. But it's gotten to the point where it's so messed up that I kind of would feel like it's it's the biggest news this week by far, so we kind of are obligated in a sense to talk about it. Um, PSN obviously got hacked. Um, by a guy by the name of Jeffrey Hotz, H-O-T-Z. 
No, they do TS. They actually have a name behind it? They, they have a yeah, single Jeff, person behind Jeff, Jeffrey Hawks was the hacker. Was that the same guy who... Who months ago hacked it. I thought he said he denied it. He denied it, but he was the original person who hacked PSN, like, last month. Or okay. the month before that. And he went by... The, he had the tag Geohots. Right. Geohots was his name. Didn't he do um, something else? Yeah, Geohots... He was, a, he was a PlayStation Network hacker who, like, sold... The, yeah, Geohots did something no, else, No, he, he didn't hack the PSN. He hacked the PS3. Yeah, he hacked the PS3, but people are linking that to the hack to the hacking of the PS3. Right, but I'm saying that he didn't he didn't perpetrate a hack on the PlayStation Network originally. No, no, no. He no. hacked the PS3 to unlock yeah. it essentially. Yeah, just said that he hacked the game and Christian Keith for the PS3. Yeah, yeah, he hacked the actual PS3 itself. Okay, but the the thing I read today was saying that they're trying to um, blame him because of that the well, breach in security saying that because of oh like he like yeah, sort of initiated found, it found like a back door so to speak I'm like Kevin probably knows this much better well the, or, the order of but, events was he hacked the PS3 yeah and then Sony's response to it wasn't like oh cool you hacked the PS3 thanks like we're gonna go fix that right now yeah they basically leaped all over him and said like you're breaking contracts you're doing this and like tried to sue him yeah and then anonymous the internet thing that's brung down like a billion different people all the guys with guy fox yes yeah uh jumped in and basically said well if you're gonna fuck with one of us you're gonna fuck with all of us and then they supposedly launched the attack on the playstation network yeah see there you go so the rumor is that sony's suing him by pissing off uh, the pissed off hackers yeah hackers yeah Wow. Was like, I think so, I yeah. saw a pretty good article on Wired where they're just like, here's all the people that are, uh, you know, could, yeah. could be, like, have a hand in this. And they're like, and then they kind of put, like, the likelihood of, like... So originally, yeah, so originally the PlayStation Network was brought down. This was, what, two weeks ago went offline, like, yeah. entirely out of the blue. Yep. And PlayStation said, oh, we're not being hacked. No one worry about it. Well, <laughs> we have someone who's admitting it. <laughs> so PlayStation was like, oh, we're not being hacked. Don't yeah. worry about it. And then it came kind of back up online, and then immediately back down again. And uh, and now PlayStation, Sony's finally coming out and admitting error, which yeah. is which is why everyone's blowing up now because Sony's saying things happen. Well, because it's not just like, hey, PSN got hacked. And like the big thing is 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 the information leak. And I'm just going to read the little blurbs. Sure. All the uh, everyone, if you've ever bought anything through PSN. Um, if you've ever entered like your personal information, if you have a PSN account, basically if you signed up, yeah, your, your <laughs> physical address, all your passwords, all your security answers, your email address, your um, your home address, your purchase histories, and your credit card info are all lost <laughs> into the internet ether and stolen by people who we don't even know. Good right. thing I've got that Mossberg five ninety with me. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, yes. they, and they did come out and say, like, oh, the credit card info was encrypted is what they're saying. But then they also said, but just to be safe, yeah. <laughs> you might want to call your credit card company and cancel that card. But the thing is, here, here's why I wouldn't believe that for a second. First of all, they've been completely non-forthcoming this entire time. Like, yeah. they haven't admitted to anything until this week when they finally were like... And they're starting to get political pressure now, too. I don't know if you guys read that. There's a senator who... Like, senators in the U.S., people away. in Japan, uh, and uh, somebody in the U.K., government-wise, are starting to go like, hey, if you don't start talking, we're going to get legal action and, and force you to talk. And yeah. that's when Sony started going like, oh, uh, well... Because you're, you're talking about millions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Millions of people. I mean, especially overseas. They didn't, they didn't encrypt the most basic of things, which is like your password, 
which should never be stored. It's like basic programming, like web development 101. Yeah, yeah. Do not store clear text passwords anywhere on anything. Everything gets encrypted because well, you I don't. It was clear, so you can't. Because see if it, it gets breached, <laughs> yeah. if it gets breached, then it's, it's gone. Clear it's all text. public info. Oh. You see right through it. So I mean, this is amazing. I just I can't believe I'm like you know, I'm hoping Xbox is like rushing to encrypt all of their oh, data I'm right sure now they if are. they haven't and they, already. And you know what they they were genius because um, it, Xbox doesn't do well um, in in Asia right mm-hmm. at all, but they. <laughs> The, the week that this happened, the, the weekend this happened, they offered a free week of Xbox Live Gold. <laughs> really? They're like, hey, everybody. Everybody in Asia, so everybody, because PSN was down, so everybody like ran out and bought Xboxes and they were playing like, they're like, oh yeah, we've seen a giant spike in users. Yeah. Like, just, everyone's like, we don't have any options. Let's we play Portal 2 on yeah, Xbox. Yeah. Exactly. Because right now it's just down, right? There is it's no down, option yeah, to... Exactly. I turned it on, I tried to get on Hulu and it's like, oh, you have to sign, oh, but you can't use Hulu, by the way. Yeah. Uh, because you have to sign in a PlayStation Network. So Hulu, um, you actually, hear about this? Yeah. Hulu sent an email out to everyone. They're like, "Hey, sorry, they fucked up. Like, click this link, and we'll give you a credit for the for a week." Oh, no, just, not just that. They also said if you if you install it on the Xbox, we'll give you the free week on the Xbox. Yeah, oh. there's a free week of Hulu on Xbox coming out pretty soon because it's tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm hoping. Have, have we heard? Not to side note it. Have we heard about any other updates that Xbox is pushing other than Hulu or no? Uh, I read something about. Um, People that got into the latest um, dashboard update preview got a uh, a free disc of Halo Reach, which is like a like yeah, a promotional yeah. disc. And the theory is that they're trying to expand the capacity of the disc by using like the space towards the center of the disc, which is normally reserved for like some kind of information. I don't remember what. But I think they're going to try to use that space for game data now. Another another extra gigabyte. Well, yeah, right? something like that. Huh. Another extra gig. So, um, that, I, I think that data, and I'm probably totally wrong, I think that data is used as a key to make sure that the data is valid on the oh, rest okay. of the disk. And uh, I, that sounds I could be totally wrong. Sure. But go yeah. ahead. Sounds, sounds, sounds fancy. Sounds, very, sounds official. Um, I know things. No. Yeah. <laughs> things. I know things, too. Uh, Might not be Kevin probably knows better than I do about that. And I, I think one suspicion <laughs> I remember reading was that they could use that disc to then force updates if your console is not online. Uh, so it's like, oh, you can't play this game until you run the update. So if you're doing some kind of funny business on your Xbox, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. if you you want to play Halo, like you have to update your system first. Yeah. The joke the joke going around the internet about Sony was that the joke going around the internet about Sony was that it was like uh, DRM all your video, DRM all your all your video games. Yet store your passwords in clear text. <laughs> and it was like the joke is like, yeah, they lock down everything that has to do with them selling you yeah. something, but then your personal information is just clearly stored out there in case anybody ever breaks in and it's gone. Let know? me let me play devil's advocate for a second. Not that I'm going to try to say that what happened is okay, but like how how different is this than like. Facebook one day just being like, oh, we accidentally publicized your phone numbers like in your profile. Well, because so, Facebook like, does it because they view their that they own your information. Mm-hmm. This is and that's Facebook. Like I, I would still say that Facebook doing that puts it in a network of people that you are aware of. Sure. And they will Facebook will no matter how bad Facebook is with social information, they're never going to go like here's your credit card info to like yeah, people that true. don't need it. This is very much like a group of people. Probably who nobody probably knows. Eastern Europe. I mean, who knows? There's yeah. a lot of Americans in that group, from what I understand. But a group of people that nobody really knows that hacked a system to prove a point, but now they have your information, yeah. right? And what they do with it is, I mean, 
Of course, they risk a very long time in jail to do anything. I mean, they're already in a lot of trouble, but if they ever act on it and actually sure. start, like... I mean, because really, if they have your address and all your... Basically, all your secrets, essentially, yeah. in one big file... Challenge questions, uh, challenge yeah. question yeah, answers. Everything. Yeah, everything. You know, like, they, everything. They could do anything. I mean, they could get into I mean, my bank account. From, from what I understand, from what I understand about Anonymous and all of this going on is that most likely people's personal stuff's not going to get screwed But it may not be them. But it's, it may not be them, and it may not be definite. You know, you never know. That's the thing with that group, is that it could be anybody. It could just and, be random hacker dudes that are yeah. just like, yeah. Like, Anonymous could have opened it up, and then some random bad hacker could have gotten in and then mm-hmm. stolen all that stuff, so... Like the plague. It's, it's yes, like the plague. <laughs> There's a worm stealing pennies at the time. Um, Pac-Man. It could have been, like... I mean, it, this could also boil down to the same kind of, like, logic that, like, all kind of, like, disasters tend to follow, where it's, like, it's never just one thing that creates a disaster. It's, like, you know, maybe one day... The Swiss cheese model. Yeah, the Swiss cheese. Maybe one day you don't check the regulatory valves on the on the power plant, right. like, monitor, and then you don't... One day you clean out an O-ring. Yeah. yeah. What else is going on in privacy breach news? Yeah, okay, so <laughs> I, I just added this because I couldn't remember. Did we talk about this last week? I don't, I don't remember if we did or not. Last week is but a blur. Um, I can check. I so we will, we will, uh, <laughs> we will uh, briefly go over this. Essentially, what happened was two two researchers that work for O'Reilly, which is a big publishing company that does computer books, um, were looking to visualize. Well, they work for somebody else too, but they were looking to visualize some data. They were just like, "Oh, we do data visualization." So they were just kind of hunting and pecking around for things. They went into the iPhone four. Um, which would be any... I think it's actually just iOS 4, so anybody who has iOS 4 running on their iPhone. And they found this file called consolidated.db, and they opened it up, and what they found was a bunch of different databases, but one of them was called... uh, Possibly Locations, I think? Something like that, yeah. And when they opened Locations, it was just thousands upon thousands of Latin longitude points sitting in a file, just completely open in the file, like it wasn't hidden or, Again, or encrypted text. at all, just plain text. And they were like, that's kind of crazy. So they threw that into um, a visualizer. They built this little program that would visualize the dots on a map. Is that for an individual phone or for the entire Phone, map? just okay. an individual phone. So you could track one person's... Yes, essentially. Location. So they, they threw that into a visualization mm-hmm. program that they made, and it drew a year's worth of data that they had on their phone. Like it, places they've been. It like drew, cell, like, just drew out everywhere they had there. gone, and it had all the cell phone towers that they had connected to along that way, some bigger than others. And it was just this big file. And there was another database in there called Wi-Fi Locations, and it was every Wi-Fi location they had pinged on on a map that, that just, like, popped out on a map. Uh, and that creepy. one was, like, tons of information. So, of course, you know, the, everybody blew wonder, up over it. I wonder how that works. I kind of I kind of had the point of view that, like, it's shitty that it's clear text, but mm-hmm. I didn't think Apple was necessarily probably doing anything negative. I mean, this is totally a non-Apple fanboy, too, talking. But I was like, you know, what is Apple really going to do? They said they had no proof that it had been transmitted. But what is happening, they said, was that that file was backed up to your service. And then anytime you move to a new phone or anything, that file moved with it. So if this had never been found, you know, in the future, you could be two phones down the line and that database would have the data from two phones ago still in it, like, building up more data Man, about where you've great. been. Um, so that was the big hoo-ha. Everybody freaked out and said, you know, like, oh, Apple's trying to steal your location information. I kind of, the way I felt, and this is what Apple kind of came out and said this week, what I thought was, like, 
it seems more like they're probably doing that to figure out what tower to connect you to when you're in different areas. They're just pinging down and going like, oh, he hits these three towers a lot. You know, get ready for this location over here. As he's driving this way, it's going to be another tower. Like, it's just doing that to do smart location data. And uh, but what everybody was saying was, why have that much? You don't need you don't need every place you've ever pinged on a tower to to do that kind of calculation. Right. And s- or why sort and clear text like either one of those things you could solve. Yeah. Um, so Apple came out yesterday and made the announcement that didn't apologize, of course, which I knew wasn't going to happen. I was like, there's no way no. they're apologizing for this. And they were just like, oh, you know, we don't do anything with that data. It's never been transmitted to us. The new update for the phone is going to cut it so that it only stores a week, a week of location data instead of every day you've ever had the phone. So, like, so yeah. on to happier news. Yeah. Yes, some video game stuff. Um, I figured the reason I put this up here because it's been I think all of us have been kind of busy, and um, we actually haven't talked about the new release calendar in quite a while uh, since I think January was the last time we really looked at like when a lot of these games are coming out and like which ones we're excited about. I think we like we did a list a long time ago, of, like which games we're looking forward to the most mm-hmm. after 2011. Yeah. yeah, and seeing how it's like almost May, um, I figured it was time to look at what's still coming out and kind of like talk about which ones we're excited about. Um, Hunted the Demon Forge comes out in a couple weeks. That's uh, Bethesda. Any of you guys gonna pick <laughs> it up? Um, I mean, we played it. Negatory? I, I mean, I, I don't really know anything about it. Yeah, I don't either. Well, it's a co-op, co- right? cover-based shooter slash hack and slash. It was a fantasy Gears. A fantasy Gears of War. A fantasy, it's like Quantum Theory? A fantasy co-op. A fantasy co-op. A fan- it's not co-op. Fantasy, you have a buddy yeah. who runs with you. Like a companion? Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's, I guess it's co-op. Yeah, it's co-op. I think you can co-op it, but it's... You permanently have like yes. whether somebody's in the room with you or not. Yeah, there is a character running around with you shooting. Yes, like just they just shoot at nothing like all well, the time. No, right? I mean they're yes, Derek. They shoot at nothing all the time. <laughs> Bethesda was like, let's just have them fire Wait, all this the is time. A Bethesda game. Yes. Well, I think it's made yes. by it's made by uh, In Exile Entertainment. What else? Oh, have they okay, done? yeah, and then Bethesda's actually Bethesda's yeah. the publisher. Pr- publisher, yeah. So um, I I think it it has potential. Uh, the build Matt and I played in March, I didn't feel like it was done. I, was I thought okay. See, here's what's this is why one. I'm saying I'm not picking it up. Probably I'm not I'm not picking it up on release. Yeah, how's that? I'd no, probably play it at some point. Not a day one person. No, um, because when we played that version of the game, I was like, oh, this is a game that's not coming out for like a year or something. Yeah. And like that's how it felt. I was like, "Oh, there's, this game's clearly not coming out for a very long time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty bad. And then, it, and then, in the same, in the same way that when we played um, the Lord of the Rings game, which I was like, "This game's clearly," and it's not. Like yeah. I was like, "This game's clearly not coming out anytime soon." And I asked him, he was like, "Oh no, we're not even like near beta yet." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." But that's the way Hunted felt, and you know, yeah. yeah. What so did there, you think? I, think I don't know anything it's about it. I mean, it's obviously game. not even on your radar, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've seen the name, but I just, I don't, it's one of those things, what was the name of it? Hunted the Demon Forge. There, there seems to be so many, like, something-something demon games coming out in the uh, near future to me. Like, there's, like, it's yeah. either, like, Hunter this or Demon right. that, and it just, I don't know. Well, it, okay, well, the things that I liked about it, I'll just say that. I love, first of all, Co-op, which is the new, mm-hmm. you know... As Scott would say, what do you say? Hotness. The new hotness. That's the new hotness. Thing. Yes, that's your thing. It is definitely the new hotness, and I love it. 
and it, it's the new hotness for a reason. I'm just sick of the four-player stuff. You it's are. hard enough playing with one other person. Uh, I know. <laughs> but the thing that's cool is all co-op. There's two very different characters, all who are voiced. There's like a girl elf who's like an archer, uh, so you're mainly ranged. And then there's a guy, like a human warrior, who's like all pretty much melee. Mm-hmm. But it's like a third-person um, brawler slash shooter. And, and not it was a little more like three quarter than it yeah. was right over the shoulder. Yeah, the camera the camera panned because I remember we had some camera issues as well. The camera camera, camera moves kind of freely around you, so it's yeah. not necessarily that like tight over the shoulder shot. Yeah, the thing that kind of irked me is like the girl she's an archer, and like pretty much like archery felt oh, like, like it was spitting at the guy. Yeah, it felt like you didn't do any damage. Or? It was underpowered. Well, that was my not feeling. only that there was no like draw time to the bow. Yeah. There was no like you know feeling of like weight to it. Felt so like, it was just like shooting like toothpicks. Felt like uh, a like, like a what was the game where the four player top down you'd run around gauntlet. Yeah, and it just like it like bounced off the guy. I was like, this is like twenty arrows. You know, they're just like, what the fuck is happening? But. Um, if they fixed a lot of that stuff, I think it could be pretty cool. It'd be a fun so game. This, I don't know about $60 release date. This, yeah. this company was attached to the game Bard's Tale. Oh, wow. From, like, a long time ago. Yeah. Just like Dude, a, that's yeah. 20 years ago. Well, I think they did a remake in 2004. Oh, okay. And they also are working on, currently, according to Wikipedia, um, they're working on a remake of Choplifter. So that's all. Wow, I got. that's all I got. Choplifter. Choplifter. Yeah, that's pretty. Which wild. is an awesome game. So hey, Choplifter yeah, was good. Tiger Heli was better. What? <laughs> <laughs> is that how you say it? I've been it? saying Tiger Heli since I was five years old. Helicopter. Oh, helicopter. oh, it's Tiger Heli. <laughs> Man, I really thought it was Tiger Heli all these years. <laughs> Do you call them helicopters? Yes, <laughs> yeah. You say you were a ghoulie? all my friends and I used to say Tiger Heli. I swear to effing God. Were you you were a ghoulie guy? Not, not no, I was not. Oh, a ghoulie. Okay, no. you were guile then. No, I would have never said ghoulie. Ghoulie. <laughs> Christina called him ghoulie. 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 Yeah. Um, oh, all right, so that's Dalsam was the one you had problems. I think that's May or June uh, for hunting. <laughs> cool. Sonic Boom. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So that's May or June hunter that's coming up pretty soon. Um, Red Faction Armageddon. Have you guys looked at that at all? I have. What do you think? I'm, I'm excited for it, but apprehensive at the same time, just because it's. Now to be stepping away from the open world. We we talked about this. I didn't care too much for Armageddon, but you have played other Red Faction games in the series, right? I've played them all. Okay, so maybe which which way is this game going? Like somewhere in the middle of like like linear action and I, from what I read, it seems like it's going back to the more linear action. And it's underground now as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not really certain on if it, the entire game is. I think some of it might be above ground, and it might be a little bit more open world up there, but... Um. Now, see, I, I'm really ignorant when it comes to the Red Faction games, but what were who were your enemies in those games? Because I know I've seen... Um, in the first one, it was the Mining Corporation. Okay. It was totally like a rip-off of... I can always confuse... Go ahead. I can it's kind of a similar game. premise in... Um, Armageddon as well, right? You were kind of like fighting against these like planetary Earth forces. Or well, that something. was your, the, the Earth forces. Oh, because you take over the mining company. Yeah, you take yeah. over. You free everyone from the evil mining corporation to 
And then people from Earth come in and they're like, now we're going to take over the mining something or other. Yeah, and they're, they just end up in, like oppressing Earth rule over Mars, and Mars wants to be free. Right. So yeah, I got to actually play this over the summer um, at Comic-Con. What were your oh, impressions? Oh, did you play it at Comic-Con? Oh, yeah, I played it at Comic-Con. I really enjoyed the it was uh, it was actually kind of fun, and the reason I asked about what you fought is because in this you're fighting against monsters who actually kind of like not to diss the game, but they really look like necromorphs and kind of acted like oh, necromorphs. Okay. So they were kind of like you know misshapen like mm-hmm. mutant fetus creature things. Um, but uh, I liked it. It had like the the level of destructibility with what they were really playing up in the, in the playthrough. And it was. Uh, I think that's always been the strong suit. I mean, with the exception of the first one, where they're trying out the whole destructible environment. Yeah. Well, this it's weird because you can destroy shit, and then you have like a beam that zaps it. it and rebuilds it, mm-hmm. so you can like knock a bridge down, and Whoa. guys can like fall. Then you can like the, get your like Lego forge. assembler. Or whatever. Oh, the Nano Forge. Oh, so it kind of adds a new wrinkle to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Because you don't really get to stuff. do anything with that in the first game. Well, you get the Nano Rifle. You kind of just obliterate everything with the rifle. Yeah. Pretty much, and that was cool. I yeah. did enjoy that. So, are you guys gonna get it? We think. I yeah. think. I, I think I just pre-order. saw there's a demo coming out in a week, possibly. The third, maybe. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see. Oh, man. I don't even have a... Armageddon. In just one week's time, the official demo for Red Faction Armageddon okay. will be released on PSN. Ha, ha, ha. Good luck with that. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so next on my, my, my short list, uh, some game called La Nori. <laughs> La Nuari. That's gonna, <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, yeah. Right. You, you guys into it? Yeah. I'm almost ready to buy it sight unseen. Yeah. I think I think I may do the same. I haven't uh, watched anything on it, but I... so we we wow, I'm it was not in that camp. Really? really? So I've watched I watched rank? some of the. I'm not yet. Okay, I watched some of the tech videos, like how they made the game, and those all blew me like straight away. I was just it like, looks... good god, like how they did the facial animations and everything. Awesome. It looks ridiculous. And then and I was like, well, I started to have some pause before we were headed to PAX, and I was like. You know, I don't know if this is going to carry, like, awesome animation is not going to carry the game from front to back, you know, like, yay, but not the not the perfect thing, and we did not do the L.A. Noir thing, we didn't get to, but we met a bunch of people that did go through it, and all of them said, they didn't play it, it was, it was shown footage yeah. to them, but they all said that it was 100% convincing and that they're buying it on release, that it was, it, everybody was just walked out of that thing going like, Holy crap! Which, I can't believe that's what I just watched. Which rocks? Who's making this? Uh, like which like branch of Rockstar? Or South? Or... I don't know which one it is. I thought it wasn't even Rockstar. I thought it was they no, were publishing Rockstar. it, but I thought it was some Australian company. Uh, no, the Australian uh, company is the one who did the facial like, captures. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. They're the ones who created the tech that made that like forty-seven camera facial capture. Yeah, I think you know. Um, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, all the other the journalists that have already actually gotten to actually play the game. They say it's just a, a great story and um, it works well. You know, there's actually there's a shooter in there with the cover mechanic, mm-hmm. and there's driving elements, and there's seems uh, totally a lot bizarre. of a lot of detective work where you actually mm-hmm. like you spend time as your character at a crime scene trying to analyze like how this person was killed and using different tools mm-hmm. to figure that out. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, there are very few games in this time period. And the thing that I like about Rockstar is they they really um, do a lot of research um, with their history, and they really put a lot of effort into making things historically accurate. And um, 
and do things that other companies wouldn't dare to do. He's right. It's Team Bondi and Rockstar. It says in they developed it together. Oh, okay. Whoever Team Bondi is. Bondi. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That's the that's the tech, the motion okay. team. So it's Rockstar. They were just the ones who, who developed it. Oh, Does it say which studio? Um, no, that's what I'm looking. It just I'll says Rockstar. Diego, I'll tell you that. Yeah, because they just didn't read it. Yeah. I think it... Uh, yeah, it's it's Rockstar Hoboken, <laughs> the, the little know, the little known chapter. Hoboken is actually a really nice place. Whatever, man. I've been there. Whatever. I had several friends. You just like it because it's called Hoboken. It's actually a pretty it. pretty affluent area. You know what's uh what's kind of sad is that I was actually considering getting the PS3 version of this game because there was going to be like an additional. Like mission pack exclusive to the PS3. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of the PSN debacle. Yeah, now because of this, I'm kind of like it. Kind of sours me a little bit. Yeah, you know. I, I was excited about Infamous, and now I'm not. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up on launch if the PlayStation still won't. Because I was thinking like I'd buy everything on Xbox so I can get my gamers for higher. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, I know that's it's hard to it's hard to make that decision, but I thought like, okay, this I'm is kidding. gonna it's a pretty like heavy like interactive kind of fiction. I thought like. If it's two discs, I'd rather have one Blu-ray instead of two DVDs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Like, get an extra pack. Like, maybe it'll be a little sharper. Like, oh, wow. you know, because, like, some people think that the graphics on the PlayStation are yeah. better when optimized correctly, you know, or whatever. So, I was really kind of leaning towards that. And now I don't... I'm not so sure. I hear you. I hear you. But I do want to know if this is a two-disc... This game has been in development since 2004. Yeah. That's I'm not awesome. even remotely surprised. Oh four is when Team Bondi started doing this, and they sold it to Sony, who was going to have exclusive rights to the game. Th- that concerned me. And then Take Two picked it up. Stories. Take mm-hmm. Two picked it up, and then Rockstar joined in on the public on the development side of it, and probably has been. I guess they've been involved for the past four years. Next on the list, um, ID, uh, Rage. Uh, I've not wait. seen a lot about this. Cannot wait for this. Yeah, you're. Really I'm not. Nervous? I'm not a huge like id fanboy fanboy by any means, but the pictures that I've seen and what I've read about it, this looks awesome. Well, that's the see, thing. It looks like, like all tech to me. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything about the game. I feel like I'm just like there was a gameplay video. Where did I just see a gameplay video? Somewhere on the internet. I mean, I've seen it being played and it looks phenomenal. But it's like I, the, my problem is, does it look? Um, visually, it's like it's spectacular, but in terms of gameplay and innovation, is there anything new there, or are yeah. you playing I a pretty Borderlands? You know what I mean. Video games have gotten to the point of movies where there is nothing new, so mm-hmm. you just have to accept that it's going to be new. I disagree, oh, I disagree about I disagree. that. I don't think that's true. I mean, you have space marines and you have ground marines. <laughs> <laughs> space I mean, aliens and ground, ground aliens. aliens and space aliens. <laughs> Oh boy. You should oh. hear all the theories that I come up with for Gears of War 3, and he's like, you really think that? <laughs> I'm like, yes. Oh, um, I put this in there for you because I know you um, You are what got me into 40K and Micah into 40K. Um, Warhammer 40K, Space Marine, being put out by St. Peter's Relic. 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 Yeah. Um, and it's looking great, so what did you think? Also excited for that. Excited it's, for that. It's, it's coming out at a good time. Is it too. solo co-op massive? What is this game? I don't know it's anything far about it. Solo. Do you know as far as I know, it's solo. But too. it's not an RTS, right? No, no it's it's, it's a third like, person shooter. Yeah, the Gears of War perspective, but it's supposed to be like bloody melee combat with guns. Yeah, I'm alright with that. 
Yeah, that's cool. It's looking pretty good too. Um, the graphics. And supposedly, are really it's sharp. supposed to have a, a lot of weapon choices in it. Too. Really, Relic is um, hmm. a really solid studio. They're well, really this solid. Well, what they've studio. done with Dawn of War. I mean, they essentially, I think, made I, 40k a more household name, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the way they did Dawn of War. Mm-hmm. I feel like they don't. They like, uh, you know, they they modify good game systems essentially yeah. they're, they're like this works for Starcraft so we're going to take that and then make it more fun by making it like like uh, like Dawn, Dawn of War was very it was less about sitting there and hacking a base you know because you didn't really do that but like building bases that were gigantic mm-hmm. and more about like getting your team in setting up a good strategy and going after something you know and I thought that was so much fun and like kind of refreshing take on a genre that already existed yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that's why like I would be cool with this because it's like Relic does do that. They take a genre that's like, oh yeah, this is good, but we made it this, we made it fun because you're running through and hacking yeah. and slashing you know, instead of just shooting. Yeah. So. The thing that I think I'm most sad about is I don't think there is any co-op to it. Oh, really? And I think a four-player co-op with four space marines and yeah. you just kind of tweak your character to how yeah, you want to like, That would be cool. One guy laying down fire with a head. I feel like it's almost required at this point. Yeah. It's almost, we're almost to the point where if you're not building a an you know an Alan Wake kind of story game mm-hmm. that co-op a seems like a, yeah. The, yeah you need to yeah. shoot with friends or else yeah. what the hell you know what's the deal um, so yeah I'm excited about that one too uh, I think you guys are actually probably more excited about this next one than Micah's I am Micah's really excited about Micah this is game. super excited oh, about this game Micah hated this game didn't he <laughs> yeah. uh, Batman Arkham City and I feel bad because I think I told him to pick up the other one but um Right. Arkham City, uh, obviously a sequel to Batman Arkham Asylum. This time, it, it just just to clarify, it's not open world. You don't get all of Arkham, um, yeah, so you don't get all of Gotham City to run around in. But you do get much larger areas. They're saying, and um, there's going to be no co-op. Uh, that was kind that of that shouldn't a, be. I mean, that's, that's okay. not a co-op game. Yeah. Like yeah. Batman, Maybe. unless somebody has to be Robin, and no one wants to be Robin. So. You know. I would totally be in Robin. Oh. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be Dick Grayson all day long. Um, but <laughs> I think I'm okay with not having the like an open world like Arkham Asylum was. Multiplayer online. <laughs> I'm not <But> competitive. Competitive <laughs> online multiplayer. I'm not a huge fan of like what I call like Metroid style gameplay, where it's like the world is this big, yes. but you go a little bit in this direction and you get an item, and then it lets you go a little bit further in that direction, yeah. which gets you an item to go a little bit further in this direction, and that's what happens in Castlevania. That's what happens. Shadow Complex did that, and that was kind of okay. I think that at this point, and and I'm going to be the asshole here, I think if that's almost, to me, like lazy game design... But, I mean, that's what Arkham was. It's like... Yeah, no, I agree. You, know, you had to keep I revisiting totally, areas. I hated that. Yeah. Like, oh, now you have, um, you know, you have cooler spray goo that can blow up a bigger wall, and yeah. now you can get through this wall that was always there, but you have the cooler spray goo Like, the now. thing that you've been looking at since you <laughs> got into the game, yeah. you can finally now access that part, and, like, it's so annoying. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I like the first game. I didn't love it. There are parts that frustrated the living poo out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the fighting. Yeah. Combat system was fighting fun. Was awesome. You know? I was terrible at it. I was trying to play it like a button masher. Really? No, it's all like... It's not... Timing. timing. Yeah. I learned that like as I was finishing the Joker battle. Oh, least, yeah, it's not... I learned that it's that's not the a one thing you... I mean, I'm not a huge God of War fan. I just beat the first one. But that game, I think, was... 
what set the standard for the new style of 3D um, combat. Like the old, like, like not button mashing. Yeah, not but like learn the timing of like strategy, the, like you know. And then I think Bayonetta borrowed Bayonetta. it. Bayonetta is like big into that. That's like actually yeah. playing that game is like a skill. It really like, is. I think I was too dumb to play those games. I clearly am too dumb I, I to play just, those I games. Can't, so. like, I present to you running into Vanquish and getting hit by a tank. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Three to four times. <laughs> we like, didn't even know that could happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> oh man, Vanquish. Not for that. you. Yeah. Um, not my kind of game. All right, so uh, Arkham City, I think we're all mm-hmm. excited, some more than others. The two I was going to bring up uh, that aren't on the list that uh, I think deserve a spot, one that I'm definitely getting, and I think you're definitely getting, is Fear 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played the first two? I played first one, and I did not finish first one. You guys are actually one. getting compelling me to want to play these games. Dude, now. Fear 3 was, I'm um, telling you, You're going to hate Fear 1 because fun. the entire campaign gets you 75 gamer score. What? Forget <laughs> it. Um, Two gets you like five hundred. And the other one is it all multiplayer? Almost a lot of it is, and one of its like hardest difficulty, which is ridiculous because it's before the era of regenerating health, so you yeah. can't just hide anywhere. Yeah. But the story is it's really it's good. Wor- it's worth playing for the story. Okay. The graphics it made me sick when I was playing it. I yeah. got motion sick. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll play. Maybe I get a PC. The third one will be. I will tell you. Third one it will be fun. Fun co-op fun. Okay, like, the co-op in the third one will be yeah. a blast. From what I've read about three, you can skip two and still know what's going on. Yes, about three. and okay. if anybody needs to fill you in, you get raped at the end of two, and she has your baby. Because we didn't know. I'm we were, like, I apparently just had sex she, with Alma. She was like, she was like the the girl that was taking us through. Um, oh, it's a was, Sierra was game. talking to us and was like. Was like, so did you guys play one and two? I'm like, I played one. I never beat two. Like, I like, I think I rented it through GameFly or yeah, something. Yeah. I never, I just never got all the way through it. She was like, okay. She's like, um, so do you know what happened? And I'm like, no. She's like, are you familiar with the Almaverse and everything? I'm like, yeah. I mean, somewhat. Like, I kind of know vaguely what happened. She's like, okay. In two, you get raped at the end, and she has your baby. And I was like, that is an ending to a game, all right. <laughs> Good lord. That's amazing. Pulling no punches on that series, so this one, the game looks really great, though. It's definitely, I think, uh, a well, pickup for yeah. me. All right, we will be we will be back in a minute. Alright, so, uh, Birdemic. Tell me about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) I would like to learn more. Uh, wow. I would say the choppy animation of the birds was about as good as the animation of the birds was in the movie. Um, You've already said a lot. You missed out. You honestly did. I did? Okay. Because you can't watch this movie now. Like, by yourself. That's fine. You have to see it in a group. I probably never will. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if you see it by yourself. Okay. okay. Now, honestly, like, okay, so the whole story behind it was um, Amy, who... Um, has been on the podcast. Has before. been on the podcast, been on the podcast before. A couple she times. Her, yeah. A couple of, yeah, a couple of podcasts. Um, her boyfriend, Jason, was like, hey, I'm going to have a birdemic party. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I received the invitation, and I didn't really know what the fuck it was. Right. So I was like, what is this? 
Birdemic shock and terror. I was like, it sounds amazing. I'm like, I instantly clicked, like, accept party invitation. I didn't know what it was. Well, when he sent out the invitation, it said Birdemic shock and terror was the title. And then the the write-up of what was going to happen was... You know, we absolutely won't allow any birds to our party and any bird-themed items. It was items. like a, a solemn gathering for those lost in the bird-related tragedy. Yeah, yeah, it was written really weird, which is how Jason, that's Jason's sense of humor, but yeah. it was written really weird, and I was just like, what the hell am I going to? Yeah. I actually Googled it and posted the trailer in the Facebook thing. Yeah. I was like, what is bird? And I looked it up, I was like, oh, God, it's a movie. Yeah. Is so, it on sci-fi? No. This <laughs> no. It looked like it had that flavor, though. No, yeah. not even... Sci-fi movies, not even Deborah Gibson quality. Dude, Mansquito <laughs> had probably forty times the budget and casting that wow. this had. Like, yeah, Battle so, for Los Angeles was the best movie ever. <laughs> was it compared? Well, okay. <laughs> Describing this movie, um, the first I want to say ten to fifteen minutes is literally a scene of a guy just like going about his day to day activities. Like he wakes up. The first ten minutes is him driving. He's driving his, his blue Mustang yeah. all over the place. And it's just him driving. And you're like what, what year the Mustang is it? Brand uh, new. The new one, yeah. Brand it's new. Like, oh. like so this is not a period piece. No, it's okay. not a period piece. But it is so and he admits fully his love for Hitchcock, but there is a very Hitchcockian song playing Yes. While he's driving through this, like, windy road. Yes. Hmm. And it, I don't know what he was going for here, but it's basically the most boring thing you've ever watched. Yeah. And he, you know, he even gets out and gasses up his car, and you watch him gas up his car, <laughs> he gets back in his car, and he goes to work, and, and then it just kind of goes on for another half an hour of him going about his life, and he goes and eats breakfast at this restaurant. And there's this this pretty girl there that used to um, go to high school with him. Is this the blonde girl? This is the blonde girl. And and, uh, he falls in love with her. And they go on a date. And they go dancing. Timelines are very confusing in this movie. He falls in love before going on a date? Well, instant. Uh, Yeah, it was like instant love. Yes. Because remember, she's she's a Victoria's Secret fashion model. I can't... (laughs) So you have to... Okay. You lost me. (laughs) She goes... This, so there's the next scene, guy. The next scene you see, the next her, scene you face. see is her going to take photos yeah. at uh, Eckerd's. Yeah. Essentially, a wow. CVS. Yeah, a, a pharmacy. So she's is getting Eckerd's a photo session. Like I don't know. It was, yeah. it, a photo it session was that like for her passport. Like what? I don't understand. No, there's like a string it's model, a model like, session, but it's literally at a CVS. Yeah. So. How do you even fucking describe this? Movie? I don't know. So, so like, <laughs> all right. The first hour of or fifty minutes of the movie is all like story about this guy and this girl, and it's all about how this guy makes a ton of money, billions of dollars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from his company selling itself to Oracle. Okay, sure. And then he starts That's a real company. He like starts another business where he sells solar panels. Solar panels. And uh, <laughs> but he can't really say the word solar panels. <laughs> so where, where's the joke part? So hold on, hold on. So so and then he sells that company and makes him yeah. even more money. He's got millions upon millions of yeah. dollars now. He yeah. falls in love with this girl, and there's like so there's a timeline of him falling in love with this girl. You have no idea how long has passed. It's like it, it looks like two days. Supposedly it was months, I guess. I yeah. don't know. It's The movie starts out and they're in the winter. Yeah. Because it was really hot for the winter. Uh-huh. And then the next scene, it's October. Uh-huh. Like... It was the weirdest, like, cuts and timelines. Yeah. So, like, 
the whole first 50 minutes is just that. Yeah. That's just all that happens. Just their lives. Just their lives. Their lives in South Moon Bay, California. How and then, long is the movie? An hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. So... And then, and then, and then, fifteen minutes in. What is the first thing we see that we all just uproarious laughter? There's a, a still frame of the town of Half Moon Bay. It's a, basically a snapshot from far, far away. So you see all the buildings in the town, and then you see um, basically two frame animations of <laughs> birds, hundreds it's of like little <laughs> birds. Yeah, like two frame, two frames of animation, all like kind of slapped onto this still frame. Wow! And then you hear like the eagle sound, this eagle screech, like the ah! yeah, that. that Maybe sound. that birdemic song was in there because the, the, when the gas station scene. Maybe, but then the, that eagle sound kind of chimes in, and then the birds start dive bombing the town. And little tiny mushroom clouds start exploding, exploding really? all over the town. The yeah. birds wow. explode yes. when they hit things. Yes. Yes, That's awesome. And um, why? And so the guy, yeah. the guy yeah. and his girlfriend were in a hotel at the time, having we, finally had coitus, as they yeah. say, which they didn't show. No, we got all we saw was her in her Victoria's Secret outfit. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, she's not ugly. No, she's not toothy, no. but not ugly. Okay. Uh, and then. <laughs> Then they, they somehow know that birds are attacking everywhere. They don't really explain why they know that birds are attacking everywhere, but they immediately know that the world is under attack from birds. Yes. And they barricade the window very poorly with a mattress. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually uh, meet up with another couple, because they like sneak out of the room and run to another place, and they're like freaking out with the other couple, who has yet to be introduced in this movie. They just literally appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> They did not exist hey, previously. There was another this. couple they associated with earlier who has now vanished. Vanished completely. <laughs> they're, nowhere, they're not yes, even concerned about that other couple. Who was staying in the same hotel, I if believe, I'm not I, crazy. I, I, who knows? So they go meet this other couple. They get coat hangers. And then they decide we're going to make a run for it. Not for the guy's 150-mile-to-the-gallon uh, electric Mustang, which they say <laughs> in the movie... <laughs> But to the other guy's 1994 Ford Aerostar minivan. <laughs> Which they spend the rest of the movie So in. they Literally. run to this... Well, what gets better is they run to the minivan, and then the guy that they just met pops out of the minivan with an automatic machine gun <laughs> and starts shooting at the birds yeah. that are trying to dive bomb their, yeah. their minivan. Well, and that's why they would go to the minivan, because there was a machine gun. Did you, uh... Have you guys seen the... One of the more recent episodes of Thirty Rock, where Jenna is in like a torture porn yes. movie, yes, and yes. they keep they keep changing what the movie's about. Yeah. Like it yeah. sounds like this started out as maybe one kind of movie. Well, it was a romantic comedy, and ended as a different. The, the whole thing, the joke was that the movie started out. It was it had uh, been twelve years in development. And it started out as a romantic comedy because that's what was like big twelve years ago. Yeah. And every time there was like a new phase of movies, it changed genre entirely. And it ended up being a torture porn movie that was sponsored. They yeah. had to get sponsors to buy into the movie so it could get made. Right. So what's so it wasn't portraying Connecticut in a good light. Positive right. light. Yeah. Right. So, so they had to Anyways, this is a total. No, it's not. It's not even that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I, and then they drive, which they don't explain why they drive. They're just, they're just, they just like they're escaping. I feel like my first inclination would be like, let me go to the house, and like board up the windows and just stay inside well, for a little while. Exploding. 
it's true. What are you gonna do? You know? But they would. Right. But some birds would just hit the car and nothing would happen, and then yeah. others would explode. <laughs> so not even continuity. In no, the no, no, no. Some would explode into acid. Like yeah, they, alien acid. They they went and saved this bus full of people and. Two birds like exploded into acid onto the group of people that they were trying to and save. They got all burnt up. <laughs> they saved two kids that immediately became their family. Yes, because they their parents kidnapped. died. They just adopted. So they just kidnap the kids. Don't ask if they've got any of their family. They yeah. just take them with them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear about some analysis. Because I mean, you basically told me the plot, but like, uh, yeah, analysis. the plot. We told what, you the plot. What are That's the impressions? Like, what? It, let's well, do the review here's part. Here's the situation. Like. One of the worst movies ever, but yeah. uh, there's something magical about it. And in, in, in the write-up I did, um, you have to like read the story behind it. Mm-hmm. And the guy is pretty much a crazy person. Um, okay, made, but, uh, Vietnamese software developer. Yeah, Vietnamese software developer in California. On the weekends, he started saving money. He saved up ten grand. And he filmed it over the course of four years over the weekends. Which I think is why the other couple disappeared and they had a new couple. And then the other couple appeared again at the very end. I Uh think he got them to come back for Uh like the final scene. And everybody worked for free. He did pretty much Mm -hmm. everything by himself. Mm -hmm. He shot it. He edited it. He did The birds were just like purchased on like iStock photos. Yeah. Yeah. Animated birds. So he did everything on his own. But here's where things get fucking weird. He tries to bring it to Sundance. And obviously they laugh and they say, there's no way you're showing this to Sundance. Well, he drives to Sundance in the van from the movie because he bought it. It cost him three hundred dollars. So he drives there, but he glues all these rubber birds to the van. Okay, and over the loudspeaker, dumps no, and dumps blood all over the van. Dumps blood all over the van, and over the loudspeakers, because he hooks up a stereo system. He plays the sound of birds screeching and people like crying and, and yeah. sounds of death. And it says birdemic all over yeah. there. Yeah, and he drives around Sundance for 18 hours at a time. Wow. And everyone's like, what, what is this guy all about? And so this like little small studio is like, let, let me see your movie. Yeah. Like, these, these producers. And so they saw it and they're like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. But they're like, this is so bad that yeah. we're going to do something with this. So they bought it. Right. Okay. And then they it, they started showing it around, and it ends up showing at sixty film festivals around the world. Like as like a joke, because kind of like they, yeah, a weird. Cult. So so the guy here's the thing is like they keep bringing the director to all of these film festivals. Mm-hmm. Like the director and the cast were at a lot of the film festivals. Okay. Yeah. But everybody there, the best Melissa put it really well during the movie you watch it with a group of people and it's it's as if you were watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show okay. back in the 90s when yeah. they play like midnight showings of it yeah. and like that was what was happening like They're we like, were all yelling and king. hollering fuck yeah. that like we're yeah. all yelling and hollering at the movie the whole time and yeah. making fun of it and then like you watch people at the festivals watching it and they're all like they all bring uh, coat hangers to yeah. the movie oh. and like okay. like hoot and holler during it yeah. and like yeah. they got but the director the cast, you can see some humility in, and they're yeah. kind of like, hey, you know, we're just happy you like it. For whatever yeah, reason sure. you like it, we're happy okay. you like it. The yeah. girl says that at one point. Mm. But the director doesn't seem to always get it. He no. seems almost depressed at times about why, that people think it's such a joke in yeah. a movie. But the, the real clincher is, like, the, the end of the story, which is, like, the next chapter of Birdemic, is that they've given this man, James, how do you say his name? Nguyen. 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 It's Strong. Strong Nguyen. Nguyen. Yeah. They're giving him $20 million. What? They gave him the rights to the sequel, which is called Birdemic 2, The Resurrection 3D, <laughs> shot in 3D. Yeah. 
and twenty million dollars. You're a crazy person. Here's a 3D camera. Yeah. Yeah. Go do whatever you want to yeah. do. Hollywood needs the bad like, out of this. And it's recession. just such like and like part of me was like that's ridiculous. That's horrible. Part of me is like you know what like that is just to me that like as like someone who loves the idea of like little people William Hung it, yeah yeah like. The idea that this guy's out of his mind, but, like, broke the fucking system. Mm-hmm. He, like, just threw it on its ass, and it's like, okay, now I'm making a movie. It's going to be horrible, but, like, I did something creative that I really wanted to do and bust my ass for four years. And now, even though the original is, like, a laughing stock, right? you know, it's selling copies, and people are renting it through Netflix, yeah. and, like, there's yeah. web pages about it, and... All these reviews, it, are, it's crazy. It's honestly, like, the, the setting we got to see it in was perfect. And if you were able to capture that again yeah. and go see it in a party or throw a party and, like, watch that movie, you'll have a blast watching it. Mm-hmm. If you well, rent it on Netflix to watch it by yourself at your house, you're going to hate that you ever put you it on. You might actually kill yourself. <laughs> it's that it's that bad. It is really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. Like... I, I was, mean, like, moaning the first 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes, we weren't exaggerating. It was him driving a car. Like, <laughs> that's not, like, we're stretching how many minutes it yeah. is. We were timing it. As the movie was moving along, people were yelling out, like, has he been in the car 15 minutes now? And we're like, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And just keeps going. Just keeps going. Yeah. And it's a movie head production, by the way. If you have any question about whether movie head yeah. productions had anything to do with this, which is the guy who made the movie. But oh, they show that name, like, 47 times <laughs> in the lead up to the movie. It's wow! It's truly amazing. Unique. Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm gonna buy it. Are you really? <laughs> I'm gonna buy so it. So after all of this, you're gonna go buy. After it. all this, I'm gonna support that um, man because Blu-ray. I think he deserves it. Are you gonna get it on Blu-ray? That's what we watched. I'm gonna get it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Oh yeah, because it's shot on like a fucking VHS handy cam. Yeah. So <laughs> I gotta have Blu-ray quality. <laughs> and like, so what Ash also learned though that that oh, yeah. explains a lot is that um, the director was so. Uh, like tight-fisted with the movie, he actually didn't allow the actors to go off script mm-hmm. either. So, huh. and it's written very poorly. The, the script. Yeah. So we start to. I started questioning because. So I was made the joke earlier when he's selling solar panels. Yeah. The way he says it is, "Would you like some solar panel?" Oh. And I'm not kidding. I'm no, not exaggerating. Not. It's like solar panel. Yeah, solar panel. You want a solar we, panel? I can sell you solar panel. We started to we started to wonder if the Caucasian male lead maybe was, had a little bit of the syndrome, or was just hammer drunk <laughs> yeah. through the entire movie. <laughs> because because every time he spoke, it was like Is something wrong with that guy. He's like, come over here, put on way. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. It's and, and and they said that whenever they would say, and by the way. The guy, you know, very obviously heavily Vietnamese, because yeah, yeah. he's in he's in the audience, and people were asking about the different why different birds did different things, <laughs> and he starts saying it, and he's like, "That's why at, that's why at the end the dove show up the the dov dove <laughs> that would be the dove dove that showed up at the end, oh, man. and it's dov dove, yeah. yeah. So like, we're pretty sure he wrote solar panel mm. and then the actor was like you mean solar panel and he, like, no. the, the funnier the other funny part is that at the, we're watching all these extras at the end mm. the actor gets up at one point and he's like hey everybody I'm just so glad you're here thanks for coming to watch the movie have a blast watching it and we were like 
This guy can speak. He can speak? <laughs> we thought something wrong, was wrong with him throughout this whole yeah, movie. It's amazing. It was like a guy, like, yeah, who, oh, I can't even explain Yeah, it, but, you have to watch the movie. Yeah, it is, but watch it in a group. Watch it with at least three other people. Don't watch it by yourself. Yeah, fair enough. Or even with just you and your significant other. Is it, is it, is it like a, a drinking thing? Like, if you drink by yourself and alcoholic, do you watch this movie by, by yourself? You yeah. Kind of other <laughs> yeah, yes. He likes to watch Birdemic alone. Lies yes. about watching Birdemic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go yeah. watch Symptoms that. of Birdemic depression. But, but fun. I mean, the movie can be fun. It just was... Not. No, I mean, we had a blast. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not... Sure. It's not a solo movie. Oh. Not a solo movie. Solo movie. <laughs> <laughs> How does he say solar panel? Solar panel. Solar panel. And there's other words, trust me. That that was just the one he said probably a hundred times in the mm. movie. And it's just edited really poorly. The whole some thing weird just... ecological message. That, like they tried to like interject it with this like message of like you know, stay green, world yeah. peace. Like the reason the birds are attacking is because of global warming. Yeah, like, so like, weird. sure. At the very end, the birds leave because sure, they've changed person. their ways or Didn't something like M. that. This, this is better than M Night movie. Like overall enjoyment level, this is like beyond. He's a believer. He's he's a true believer. That is awesome. It's true. All right, so from one awful thing to is it another awful thing? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, very quickly, I just wanted to mention that we, uh, I picked up the uh, first expansion to the Resident Evil deck building game called Alliance. Um, I think it addressed some of the complaints we had about the first game, which was that um, there the game like was kind of linear in the sense that like you kind of picked a strategy and stuck with it. There weren't a lot of cards that affected other players in the game. Um, what's up? <laughs> I was just thinking about my long drawn out strategy. When we oh yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Just gonna save money for the auto shotgun <laughs> and then never get to use never. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and then in this expansion, they introduce uh, a whole new set of mansion cards, uh, abilities, and actions, and characters. And what you can do now is. Um, there are monsters that actually have effects attached to them, whether you defeat them or not, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, a lot of the monsters had effects, to them, which was cool. Um, they can. I'm um, just gonna repeat this. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see the char- like the <laughs> new characters. Like <laughs> they kind of like they the characters have abilities that are somehow different than I, I feel like the game the characters is, had different abilities. I, I kind of <laughs> felt like the character abilities like drew upon doing... a very small set of things that you could do originally. Or yeah. yeah. And like they kind of found more ways to like innovate and. Um, do you get do you get like level zero abilities? I think there is a character that Which has one. Freaking needs. Yeah, it needs something to differentiate the character a little bit before you the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did also though completely break the game. Well, we we, don't, we still don't have the rules down, so we ended up like I, I cheated and Chrissy Christina cheated. Scott won twenty seven to, and we stopped the game early. Scott won. It's like twenty seven to eighteen to like. Four. Seven four. and four. Yeah. Four. And I was like, this just doesn't feel balanced. Yeah. <laughs> like, if somebody beats you by 13 points in a game that's generally not that far apart, it's, and without killing the final boss, by the way, just like, just beating up whoever showed up on the, on the stack. I think under ideal conditions, like, I think what was happening is that... I, well, what I was going to say to that, though, is that I don't think the directions are very clear. No. They, they try to play this, like, munchkin game where it's like, do what you want, kind of, it seems like. Like, yeah. interpret the rules how you feel they should be interpreted, 
But then when you interpret them in certain ways, very obviously and very quickly, the game just completely shatters and somebody runs away or, like, the other person has no difficulties. Chrissy literally was going into battles with, like, okay, I'm going to do um, 120 damage. And you're like... But we were mostly with playing what? Her, with her three pistols and a knife. Yeah. And you're like, this is insane. How are you? So... Yeah. Is her character a pistol bonus? Yeah, but it, we just we were playing it wrong from the beginning. But it just it, it's that lack of clarity that I think they that this game it should be more technical. Than yeah, it is. but despite all that, I still enjoy playing the game. Oh, yeah. I feel like once we get the rules down and we can actually what is new what is actually supposed to be new in this game is you can take two characters into the mansion. So it's like a kind of like a buddy game now mm-hmm. where it's like you can actually um, take an action to equip your secondary character with a weapon to carry all the time. Yeah, so if you like pull up like your automatic shotgun, you could have pulled up and been like, boom, put it on that guy, and you would always have it in battle. So if you could, you'd have to equip, you still have to ammo it, but at least it would always be there for you if you wanted to use it. And then you could, they have their own health, so you can like put them in front, and they'll soak damage for you if you want. That's different, yeah, when you go... It seems like it would make for a more... Right. Engaging gameplay. Yeah. When you go into the mansion now, you and you get their things. bonuses. You say like who is going to be the lead going into the mansion, and that character takes the damage. And then to complement that, they added a bunch of new action cards. Which and, and the characters, a lot of the characters have bonuses. Yeah, they implemented cards to support the dynamic of like having a partner on your team. Okay. It, and that seemed like a lot of fun. We didn't play it that way because I think we thought we were going to go through the game pretty quick. Yeah, and I was and still the trying to combine the sets going, when like, you guys came over. So the game ended up going really um, long, and we just kind of jumped out of it. Bandai. So it's like I, not even a game company. Like it's not even well, like. Well, that could. I mean, Bandai's been. Around. I'm saying it's not even like a game, a company that manufactures like these deck building games right, right, or whatever. Right. You know, so well, that could contribute to some of the clarity issues. Yeah, because I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, 40k. Um, the rule yeah. book can be a little ambiguous at times. Some War Machine, another tabletop miniature game. The rules are a little bit more. Written, yeah, well. sure. Well, well, it's a it's a British company versus an American company, and the American like we learn a specific way of reading things that are written by ourselves. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the way they write it is geared towards Americans, whereas the British. Well, I think you know we play Ascension, and there's no there's no ambiguity ambiguity in Ascension. Like you play it, and you're like, this is how Ascension. Yeah, works. I mean, it's We're a very simple game, a, though. You know? a very lawyer-driven society where everything has to be written out specifically so that way... Yeah, well, but I mean, I don't mind house-ruling stuff. It just, oh, no, it's just that it hit a point where we were house-ruling like three, everything, four, five, six like, different things. Yeah. We were like, I don't know, I guess we'll just make a rule up for it. And yeah. it's like, if it's doing that, then it's way too much at that point. My gun kills everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I think once we okay. get... Once we uh, yeah. tighten oh, up the dark. rules and, and try a partner game, I think it'll still be enjoyable. In the last, over the soundtracks next time. Yeah. But it still it still was enjoyable. Right. It just dragged. It got it started that that a game like that is not. When we read the instructions, it's like thirty to forty five minutes. We were in the second hour of that game yeah, when I was like, let's just hours. call it. And it's like you're playing Monopoly at that point. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And just one more side note: I have both sets, two hundred fifty cards each. I have five hundred cards now. The packaging provides nothing to put those cards into. Uh, like there's like a plastic like insert with like slots where you're supposed to put the cards in. But I sleeve my cards, and it's probably good I did because I hear online that the, the construction of the cards were cheap, so the cards warp easily, like right out of the package. Wow! And I think that's why we I, saw some. Remember, warps. we saw a card that was warped in a sleeve. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I heard that there's actually a third expansion planned. But it's going to be a smaller one, and they're actually going to include a box to put the cards in. 
Mm. Well, yeah. for next week, we might do a review of this one, right? We got a new deck yeah. builder game. Yeah, we have a Nightfall. Shot. Nightfall, which uh, oh, it's like vampires, werewolves. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, kind of like chodes. it's it's yeah. a similar chodes. deck builder game. Chodes, <laughs> chodes, uh, with a different uh, a different mechanic that we haven't seen before. Cool, so it's a little more complex. Started. It looks. I like, like this deck building. Looks so. really fun. So the Mass Effect Four number four of the series about about the elusive man came out on Wednesday last week, and I picked it up. Um, the other comic that I picked up that I'll talk very briefly about was the Tinkerball comic came out too, and that was that was really good. Was it? Yeah, I highly recommend reading that one. But the uh, the Mass Effect comic, um, it's the same complaint I've kind of had through the the whole four books is just that I right after I read the second one, the first one I was like, oh, this is a real, this is like they're kicking off the series, and then I read the second one and I was like. They're not going to tell us anything, <laughs> and they pretty much don't. See, know that's a anything. bummer, you know. Like, and I know you're like, well, I want it to be in game, yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure there are much bigger reveals that'll be in game, but I'm a little bummed that they did basically revealed almost nothing. Really? I mean, when you read the reveal in the second book, you have read the reveal that will happen for all four issues, and that's so kind of a eyes, bummer. Essentially, yeah. His eyes. Okay. The way he gets his eyes, they show, and they kind of show some. Other, I mean, there's. There's some other little like nuanced world things that they that they talk about in the show. A lot to do with the um, with the uh, skull face dudes. What, what the hell's their names? Oh, the Turians. Turians. A lot to do with the Turians. Um, but they don't really ever get. They, there's no like kapow at the very end. It's just kind of like, and then he moved on with life. That's and you're like. <laughs> okay. For like a piece of external media like that, like my really my one expectation is like. Give me like one little nugget that I can go like, oh, that's why he's like so and so, or that's yeah. why that's called that. I, and, yeah. I, and that kept feeling like that was going to happen. Like Saren's in the book, and like <clears throat> they keep showing things. Like you're like, oh, and then it's like, yeah, yeah. And we that's just, why he's a dick. And it's like, just they, tell they never, something. they <laughs> never really, they never really expand. I would have been honestly, I would have been totally fine if they if they didn't even reveal how he got his eyes, and they expanded upon. The thing that I keep hoping they expand upon at some point, which is war. first contact war, which yeah. is where it's kind of set, mm-hmm. but it's set at the very, very end of the first contact. It's probably going to be like it's like already a, ending. At that probably going to be a flash Facebook game for mass They're first contact war. <laughs> but uh, start but playing, mean, both of you. You know what? Like, it, there's there's some good lore in it, and there's some awesome stuff about the world. Um, it definitely adds a little bit to the universe, but it, it doesn't. If you're looking for if you're like me and you wanted to see something about the elusive man, you're going to get a very little bit. I think they marketed it wrong, honestly. They yeah. just needed to market it as like, see some stuff that's going to happen at some point early yeah. on that you're never going to see otherwise. Like, event. And instead they're like, the elusive man and his crazy past. And then they're like, he was in a war and he had this at thing least, happen. At least printed DLC code on the like, last page of the fourth book. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. unlocks the in-game item in Mass Effect so, 3. You know? If you're a comic <laughs> fan already, pick it up. You probably already did if you like both things. But otherwise... I'll get it when it's all compiled in this. And it program. will be. It yeah, will be train. probably in the next mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Deal. There's also a secret rumor going around the three of us, which is a secret rumor, uh, that we may shift time and schedule on this podcast too because it's really wearing a little on us. Oh, okay. What Underwearing. Oh, we're gonna figure it out. But uh, but yeah. So sweet. That was uh, episode twenty-three. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, you just kind of ended with a fizzle there, you know? Shock and terror! Oh, there we go.